0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of Simplifying Analytics for Small Businesses. Uh, This is Jason. Um, So again, this is going to be the first of four episodes um, that we'll be have recorded and we'll all uh, drop at the same time. Our goal is to kind of get a a pulse check on if there's interest for a podcast like this. Um, And if there is, we want to continue to do more on either a weekly or every other week basis. So definitely feel free to provide feedback on whichever platform you're listening to. Um, so this first conversation is with Mary Hodson. Um, she's my mom as well. So you'll probably get a few personal touches uh, throughout uh, the podcast as well. Um, so it's definitely a fun conversation and, and interesting talking to one of your parents about their job um, in a different context outside of being your parents. So I hope you enjoy Welcome to the podcast, uh, Mary, also known as mom. Um, so we
1: we'll be- grandma and,
0: and grandma as well. Uh, we will not have the video associated with this, but I do have a baby on my chest right now, uh, swaying back and forth. So um, me and Kelsey will both be uh, doing this interview. So we'll kind of be tag teaming some of the questions as well. So uh, to get started, uh, mom, do you want to kind of talk about about yourself outside of work um, and then we'll get into to some of the stuff about you inside of work as well.
1: Sure. I'm Mary Hodson. I am in Hutchinson, Minnesota. I am the chamber president for the Hutchinson Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism. I work with our local businesses here. Um, I've been in Hutchinson for over 20 years, um, came via my husband's job, and we loved the community so much we decided to stay here in Hutchinson and he left um, a position that would have moved us around so he could stay here and we could raise our children, i.e. Jason and his brother, Jeff, um, in our community. And um, if you see me outside of work, you see me reading, crafting, um, snuggling babies, gardening outside and learning everything I can from HGTV. That's a snippet of me.
0: Awesome. So then moving into kind of your work history, I know I have have one version of it growing up, but kind of talk about how your career progression has been since people may not view it as super traditional.
1: Right. Super, not super traditional. So um, in the chamber world, there's not um, a college education for chambers. Um, And to be very honest, um, I just met two new chamber people who kind of took a similar, non-similar path back when I was very young, two years ago, um, I went to beauty college in St. Cloud and thought I was gonna do that forever until I found out very quickly that I had allergic reactions to many of the chemicals. And so um, I worked in pharmacy work for a while and then I became a mom and I was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years um, until somebody saw that I had a lot of organizational skills and I jumped into a healthcare Um, platform where I was able to work with volunteers and then I jumped into an annual giving position with the hospital foundation here in Hutchinson and then um, segued to work at the winery for a while and then the chamber position opened up and that's god honest truth right I had some college in there in between Um, but when I when this position opened I was actually on the board of directors and um You know, it's kind of like having your friends interview you and hire you. Um, But of course, I knew that they were going to choose what was best for the organization, not just go, oh, we want Mary. Um, So um, I was really honored when they did pick me. And that's been over nine years ago. My job here at the chamber is to um, support businesses and in that. Um, I'm trying to engage them in the business community. I'm supporting them with educational opportunities or information they need to help make their business bigger, stronger, faster. And then we also promote them. And with the tourism end, or sometimes people know it as a CVB, Convention and Visitors Bureau, um, we also then promote our community as a whole to tourism.
0: That got my next question, because I think most people listening to this would know what a Chamber of Commerce is, but wanted to also make sure to clarify, like, what is a Chamber of Commerce? I know it can kind of vary between a medium-sized town like Hutchinson or like a really large city or something like that.
1: Right. So in the Chamber world, we always say, if you've met one Chamber, you've met one Chamber. Because it's really based on what your community needs. Our community, this is a business organization We are not part of the city, we are not part of a government, if you will, we are our own standalone 501c6, we do have a foundation that we started two years ago, that is a 501c3, so we can get grants and things like that for business education, but it is a separate entity, and so with 320 some members, we are We're working with them. Um, For example, we have a business in town that is trying to get a hold of the Department of Health because they need to get some special licensing. And um, as you can imagine, in these times, Department of Health is a little bogged down, um, but it's also creating some bogged down for this business. And so I'll be reaching out later to try to advocate on their behalf to kind of make the ball roll a little bit quicker. Um, But then also um, I'm doing podcasts. I have a TV show that I'll be doing this afternoon. I just did a ribbon cutting for a new business. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm also the chief bottle washer, right? So I'm also doing uh, the reconciliations and and some of the administration I do a lot of the administration stuff here as well. Um, we have a staff of two, two full time and one part time person um, here at the chamber in Hutchinson. And then- Does that help?
0: It does. And then for context for people, because um, 300-some businesses for the size of Hutchinson, about 15,000 people, that's that's pretty significant size of a chamber for a population, correct?
1: Yeah, we have a pretty good hold on, on businesses. Um, obviously, there's businesses that don't understand or just don't choose to. Um, we can always grow. But one of the interesting things also is that Hutchinson has about 300 nonprofits and we have a number of nonprofits who are also chamber members and events that are under working under uh 501c3 um and they are also chamber members so we have a real breadth of of organization and business under our umbrella
2: i'm sure one quick thing i just want to add in i'm sure that with that many businesses and then on top of that you know the nonprofits and and things like that that y'all manage with just two two full-time staff you can really kind of um empathize so to speak with the small businesses that you're working with right usually i feel like small businesses are lean and you know you're kind of doing um like you said from admin to ribbon cutting all of those things i feel like that's you know right on base with probably what many small business owners uh, you know experience
1: kelsey to that point we were in the same boat as a lot of businesses when COVID came and kind of shut everything down mm-hmm. um, as a nonprofit, we had yeah. had um, three people already, actually we had two full-time and two part-time. Two part-time went away very quickly. We cut our hours for a little while, just a little while. We just realized we had too much work to do with the two mm-hmm. of us. And so now being able to add a third person back in to our team, is um, amazing, but it also feels like a huge benchmark for us. Um, I work also with the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce executives and I'm on their board. And you know, we have one person chambers, we have part-time people chambers. There are chambers that are just on volunteers. And then we have larger chambers like the Min- Minneapolis Regional or Rochester or Duluth who have triple, double digit, that's what I want to say, the double digit numbers of people working in their organization. And so um, it really is from here to here, we're, we're probably about right here um, in the scope of that medium size business. But also, you know, it depends on if you're talking about numbers of dollars or employees, we're a small business, right? Right. But in the chamber world we're probably somewhere in the middle. Okay got it yeah that's great thanks.
0: And uh since we won't have the visual here uh she, my mom likes to talk with her hands so she had very wide hands and then she made them a lot smaller. I know that's what I was, <laughs> I was I'm like
1: it's, it's like radio go back to the middle we're in yep. the middle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Perfect so now kind of I'm shifting. <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> um so so now switching towards more of the analytics side of things, since that's kind of what we want to dive into. So something kind of fun, because it can always mean something different for, for each person, is how, how do you define analytics, and, and what does it mean to you based on what you've seen?
1: Personally and professionally? Both. <laughs> OK, personally, it's a bunch of numbers, and it's hoo-ha. <laughs> it's something that I, I when you and Allie talk about numbers, your significant other beautiful bride, mama of my granddaughter, um, when you guys talk about numbers, I'm like lost, right? I've had to learn to lean into numbers. And so on the professional side, I've actually done that on the, on the, the personal side, I, if it's got numbers, I don't want anything to do with it. But in my job, I actually have to. And so analytics to me is like, okay, something that I have to analyze and I have to be able to gain something out of that information.
0: I like that definition. I, yeah, the, the I, two, I especially the second part. I think that's like where a lot of companies are right now is like, tell me why I need to do right. analytics. But you're big if or people could see my
1: face, it's like, right? Like, <laughs> am I right? I, I mean, most small businesses don't understand what it is. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think I've told you before. I think that when most small businesses hear analytics, they think, oh, like Google Analytics, right? And that is one segment of a business and your social media presence is important, but it's not probably getting you all the information that you need for your widget or your service.
0: Yeah, the, um, everyone defines analytics differently. So at a, oh, sure. the last company I worked with asked 12 to 15 different people that same question and I got 15 different answers so it's going to mean a little bit something different to to everyone. And I think
1: that's where the opportunity is to help people define it similarly at least when you're having that conversation. um, It's kind of like the word equity. It means something different to everybody but you got to kind of get on the same page so you can actually move forward and actually make something happen out of it.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think the, this simplistic way that you, you um, explained it, Mary, is great because really, I mean, it, the potential or opportunity, I think with analytics is truly that broad, you know, there are so many different applications um, and uses for it that um, something like that I think sums it up really well. Um, and don't worry, when Jason and Allison are talking numbers, I would be uh, a little bit lost too between an
1: actuary and a data <laughs> scientist. So
2: <laughs> you're not alone in that.
1: Yeah, I'm the one who sends messages when I see a sign that says math makes me cry. I'll send those over to Allie because it's okay. just never been my my jig. But yeah. <laughs> in my role though, I have learned and probably don't even realize how many times I'm digging into something to that it's really the analytics of it. Mm -hmm. But I think how you capture information or people don't capture information, I think that's way different for everyone. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and really, I mean, you know analytics doesn't have to be something crazy sophisticated right like a lot of people talk about artificial intelligence and predictive models and things like that and while mm-hmm. those things are really awesome. Um, you know there's other things that that you can do um, with data that can give you a lot of insight that you know are a lot <laughs> simpler and more straightforward. Um, right. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, explaining what a gradient boosted model is to someone who doesn't understand that is uh, always a fun kind of inside joke. (laughs) Uh, If you saw my mom's face. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm uh, I'm just going
1: to yawn and (laughs) roll my eyes. Yeah. Uh, But that's what, what you're about. And that's um, the beauty of it is taking um, those concepts and breaking them down in, in normal speak, in human speak, in English for us to understand in a way that we can then take it and utilize it exactly
0: Um, yep definitely so now kind of switching to look, i guess trying to get some stories like examples don't have to name names or anything like that but with some of the businesses you work with um like why do you see especially for small businesses, using analytics being so important where maybe you've been successful in the past, Um, but like being able to integrate analytics in like, how, how can that kind of be valuable? And where have you seen that be valuable for smaller businesses?
1: Well, I think for those who actually understand that they have a database of customers, right? So in the chamber world, we have Chamber Master, or there's other platforms now where chambers can it's a CRM, it's a customer retention, right? And so keeping that information up to date and understanding the program and its capabilities, that's where I think most people lose the opportunity, I guess is the best way to put it. So if you're entering into a database because, this is the customer, this is when you sold them a widget, this is when you went and serviced their jigger. because those are technical terms in my world, right? Um, now, what are you gonna do with that information? And knowing your program well enough to be able to, to extrapolate information into something usable, right? Because we can all use it, an ex- I shouldn't say we can all use an Excel because a lot of our businesses have never used Excel. Small businesses, are simply doing the thing they know how to do, and then they are backtracking into QuickBooks or into an Excel or into a database. So let's be real, right? Um, So when I've seen it work is when a business actually has some type of database and they know what the capabilities of that database are, right? So are you looking for people who have dropped using your product, your widget, using a service, Um, even demographically, who's utilizing your widget? Who's utilizing that service that you have? And how often are they using it? And do you need to reach out to them on a more regular basis to increase their usage or increase their visits to to your business? That's when it's successful. But I would say that more often than not, businesses don't have the knowledge, the time, the knowledge, the time to do those things. And I think that if we can help businesses learn what they have, because they don't even realize that they have information that can be used, that's kind of that that magic moment.
0: Yeah, I think uh, pretty much everyone, when we're from the business side of this, like a small business analytics consulting company, everyone, Kelsey, when I brought this idea to her to partner with it, like everyone has been like, well, our business is capturing that information. So I like what you hit on is a lot of businesses are capturing it without even realizing you can use it uh, in other ways than just running your business, which um, thank you for for hitting on that one.
1: You exactly explained it, Jason. They might be capturing it, but they don't know why. They just know they have it. So then what's that next step for them? It depends on what they want. Yep, that's right.
0: Yep, always got to start with a question. Analytics is always best when you're trying to answer something instead of just go into a data set and be like, what can I find? That's- that's Analysis
2: paralysis. (laughs)
0: Right,
1: and that's why I think where a lot of businesses would be. And I know that even for us um, using our database, Okay, what are we trying to find? And sometimes they feel cumbersome because they might have built-in reports, but you have to decide, are you asking a customer question? Are you asking a business question? A usage question? An outreach question? And so then it's like tell me what it does. You know, that's where a lot of people, you're right, it's that analysis paralysis. But also the fear of making a wrong decision and spending time on something that's not going to gain you credible or useful information.
0: Definitely. So then, um, you like, what is one good example again? Don't need to name names of a small business that has used analytics and like has seen like a meaningful impact um, from from doing that.
1: Um, I We do have a business in town that um, is able to use Google, Google Analytics because social media is a big part of what they do. Um, and I know that you would be surprised to find out that businesses don't like to talk about analytics because they don't want to admit what they do or don't know, right? But this in particular business um, is able to utilize that because there's so much demographic information that Google has captured. Google is a database. Well, when you think about Facebook and all the information that they have um, to be able to to manage some of that information, um, it is no no, um, coincidence that when I look up a brand of shoe, because somebody comes in and says, oh, I really like this brand of shoe. And I look it up on my computer at work, that it shows up on my personal phone. And later that night, my husband is saying, did you search this? Yes, I did, because he's seeing it on his phone or our home computer. And so um, we do have a business in town that is really able to take some of that information from website and from Facebook and utilize it very well, because it's her marketing is the biggest portion of her business. If she markets well, her customers come to her flock to her. And so utilizing that for her has been very successful. Not every business is built that way, but she's really kind of a media, a multimedia business, I think. And so she's able to utilize that information, but she's, you know, I think like a lot of people, most of us are, know just enough to be dangerous, but are we really getting to the core of the issue, right? When you ask a question, you're supposed to say why seven times. Why do you why what do you want for dinner tonight? Lasagna. Why? Because it tastes good. Why? Because you make it. That's a good answer, gentlemen. That's a good answer. Why? Well, because you made it with love. Why? Because you learned how to do it from your mom, whatever that is, whatever the question is, right? We have to drill down to get to the core information. If you're looking at why chamber members drop, we have that information captured, but now we have to find out. Why are most people dropping? Well, because they're closing, retiring. Okay, what are the people that we can capture or maybe recapture from that information? What are the types of people that are actually coming to us most frequently right now? How are they finding out about us? Those are things that we want as well. So that in particular business I think of is really about their marketing position and they know it well but they put a lot of time and effort into it as well. And that's one of the things that I think that people think that that if you can use data analytics, it's gonna save you time. Well, in the long run, it's gonna save you time and make you money, but you do have to put some effort into it, I think.
0: Yeah, I would say that probably at at every level, whether it's a multi-billion dollar company or a small company, um, getting value out of analytics right away you can pay a lot of money for that. And there are probably those products out there, um, but you, you get what you pay for. Um, and and right. sometimes when you're doing analytics yourself, it'll take some time upfront, but yeah, as you learn it, get more familiar with it, that's when you start finding a lot of the value. Well, and,
1: and we work with a larger company that um, someone who was tasked in watching their um, their supply chain, they weren't capturing some information didn't realize that there was a product that really wasn't being used and ordered anymore it wasn't being restocked on the shelves and then they ended up with a whole bunch and the trickle down effect of that was loss of jobs people moving to different areas and so um that's another reason it could be very important for for inventory for understanding the use of your products especially if you have multiple products Um, we have some in in some businesses that are in-house so they literally make per order they don't have inventory of certain kinds of tools because they're so many times they're making those things literally as their order to very specific specifications Um, that's different than somebody who needs to have warehouse inventory to send something out
2: I think you you make a good point though that you know we've talked about a, a lot about analytics from how it can kind of propel your business forward I think it can also help with risk mitigation right like you were talking about is mm-hmm. if there's something there you know I uh, we could have created something that says hey this is you know this isn't selling and you're still putting in orders to, you know, keep it, to get more inventory in your warehouse. And obviously that, like you said, has downstream impacts into um, the community that the businesses serve. So um, I think that's just another kind of facet of where analytics can, can provide value as well.
1: Right, think about restaurants, right? If you don't order enough chicken chicken nuggets, right? And you're going through chicken nuggets like crazy. And now you have, you know, this the infamous supply chain Problems with chicken tenders, yeah. chicken nuggets, the whole gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're changing your menu and you're disappointing people because they come in and they look at the menu and you have to go, sorry, we don't have those. Um, in this weird time, this, you know, dog years of 14 years that we've been in COVID, um, that has probably taken any issue that a business has and really put it in a spotlight. And so I think a lot of businesses have, have learned because they're listening and watching that they've learned where their soft spots are and where their opp- opportunities are. Um, the ones who are not taking those opportunities are the ones who are who are closing, the ones who um, aren't able to pivot as quickly. Um, not willing to change with the opportunities that they've been provided.
0: Yeah, like kind of the business agility, because one of the other questions I, as you were talking, I wrote down was like, how do you combat the, I know this already, I don't need to do analytics. And you kind of hit on it is when you have these extreme environments, you find out pretty quickly, sink or swim, if, if you can manage that or not. And a lot of the times the answer is probably no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, if you think that you already, if I thought that I knew everything, I would not have lasted in this job, six months, because I literally came in with fresh eyes, I literally came in um, with, I mean, again, it goes back to nobody in the chamber world has chamber education until you get into the, into the industry and you take on some of the opportunities for certifications Um, you just don't know. And you just have to go by your gut. But if you go by your gut and not by the numbers, if you're not paying attention to the numbers, if you're paying attention to the numbers and the information that you have, you can go by your gut because you already know where you're at. And then it's an educated guess. And um, I see a lot of people making guesses that, I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months. You know, I'm sure my shoe store gentleman was not expecting that one of his most famous well-known brands would end up with supply shortages. But he's gotta know how many he sells and how frequently and to which businesses he's gonna sell those, because now he needs to make an adjustment to that. And if he doesn't know where he's typically selling those, or how many he typically sells, how does he even order for the future?
0: Yeah, you talked about another really, really critical point is analytics is not replacing you as a decision maker. Like me and Kelsey are both in the HR space. If you have a resume grader, it's not making a decision for you. It's helping with that decision. It's helping you. Mm -hmm. um, But it's using analytics as more information to help you make that decision versus your soul, like if the analytics says this, you go with it, that's not, not the correct approach. You still need to use your, your context
1: and your knowledge with it as well. So I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you remember this, Jason, but I remember trying to understand what you did in your job. And because, I mean, you know, the whiteboards in your office and the numbers and the, (laughs) all these things that you had in there. Um, but you Described one time, they needed to hire a specific position in a specific location in the United States. And you were able to take the data and figure out where most of the people for that type of position had been hired in the past. So they could create packages and a marketing plan to get that type of person hired for that location that was not the same, right? So that might include a relocation package or it might but it changed how they marketed because they weren't able to fill this position because they weren't marketing in the right place. That to me, it was like the best explanation of how you could take some data and do your magic do-do, whatever you do, and get an answer to somebody who's really looking for to solve a problem. And if we can solve a problem ahead of time, even better.
0: Definitely. Yeah. As a person who's still newer in the analytics field I haven't been there for 20 years 30 years Uh, I think one of the first things to get over is people do not care uh, about how you got there 90% of the time (laughs) they just want to have that like this is what you need to know uh, Mm -hmm. which I think as you mature in that some people think it's cool but for the most part they just want to know how they can get value out of it so
1: yeah I want to hit the easy button and just somebody tell me the information
0: Exactly. And especially decision makers, when you've got a million things going on, you don't always mm-hmm. need, need mm-hmm. to know or understand that, that next layer of understanding all the time. Sometimes right. it's valuable, but most of the time it's, you, you need
2: that information to help make a decision. Yeah. And, and, you know, with analytics that can also help with speed to decision-making, right. Um, to your point, if you're not having to mull over every single potential, you know, direction or opportunity or whatever it may be that, that or scenario that may happen, right. You can, you can rely on the analytics to say, Hey, here are a few, few options to consider, you know, from there, you as an informed and educated business owner, make your decision. But these are the, the ones that, you know, are most likely to end in success, right? Right.
1: Um, so a couple of years ago, we were able to take advantage of the O2 program through 3M and we had five engineers through this special program, O2 is um, um, operations optimization, but they were also tasked wherever they were to work with a nonprofit and help them solve a problem. And, For us, we weren't even sure what our problem would be, but we knew we wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. So in talking with us and asking us questions, they were able to to understand that we had a database, but we didn't really know its capabilities. And here are some of the things that we saw kind of operationally that could have potential if we knew what the answers were. And so them going through our database and understanding what reports it was capable of, they were able to go in and create some custom reports. Some of them were already you know, standardized reports for us to be able to, on a regular basis, go in and run these reports. And now we could see what we'd been looking for, but didn't know the right button, right? And I think that that's the opportunity for small and medium-sized businesses to have someone like yourselves, help them understand, okay, let's talk about what your challenges are and how can the information you already have that you've already captured help you.
2: Looks like Jason may be uh, having some connection issues here. But, yep. my audio oh, you're is back. Still,
0: my audio is still good, but my video okay. may be a little glitchy.
1: It's just because
0: he keeps flying back and forth. Yeah, the it's it's super mad at me, but it's kept the baby quiet the entire time. So
1: yes, it has. (laughs) She's doing great.
2: She's doing great. Uh
0: so then two more questions for you. Um so then with data and analytics, do you have any businesses that you've seen where it's it's changed their trajectory where they've been able to introduce data and analytics where Maybe they were struggling or um, they were doing just fine. And then it changed that trajectory where it kind of exploded their success where they were able to utilize it.
1: I don't know that I have specific stories or businesses that come to mind. Um, I think that over the years, um, working with so many businesses that those who talk about success, talk about growth, have a really good understanding of what they do who they do it for and why they do it and i think that you can only do that through using the information that you have and that you're capturing in a database or in some way shape or form you know and and honestly some of the databases i've seen especially when we were going through COVID, it's a pile of paper it's not anything that is in a computer Mm -hmm. it's you know um, I helped people who were doing grants and everything was a written receipt and a written out check and handwritten reconciliation. Um, that's reality for some small businesses. Now, I would say that that is probably an older generation. Um, I would say that mostly those are the baby boomers. I think that if you're Gen X, you are dangerous. That would I'm pointing at myself. Um, but certainly after that, um, people have, you grew up with, you guys grew up with electronics. You grew up with a computer or more than one in the house. Um, I had a computer in my house only because my dad was a computer analyst. So that's probably where Jason gets it from. Um, <laughs> let's be realistic. Um, that explains so, it. <laughs> I mean, it explains a lot. and. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave that alone. Um, <laughs> so I think that if you have an understanding um, or you're willing to let somebody in and show you that it's not, because it seems really scary, right? And so there, the barriers right now are access to technology, understanding of technology. Um, I remember when the boys started scanning their checks and sending them to the bank and I was like, <gasps> or I phoned, this was not Jason. This was his brother. And there was a pile of checks from graduation sitting on the table. And I'm like, you gotta get these to the bank. He goes, no, I don't. I go, yes, you do. You you gotta take him to the bank to get the money in. He's like, no, I already sent them in. I'm like, oh, okay. Still don't do that. I still don't. Um, but to that point is there's also some generational differences that are going to, and, you know, your life's experiences, Um, if you want to, sorry, if you want to geek out on analytics and math, knock yourselves out because we need you. We need people who understand this because certainly there's more of us that don't. Nice answer. (laughs) Did you like the geek part? Yes. Was that the, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Want to make fe- sure you offensive. were, you know, <laughs> I mean, I would refer to your grandfather that way too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a special breed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then last question, kind of what is your parting advice for, for small businesses? And I, I assume you probably maybe have to give this answer a lot. So kind of for this, like, what, what are your, what do you normally advise when, when you talk about small for businesses? For sure.
1: If you're, ta- if you're talking about needing to grow, if you're talking about needing to expand, if you need to figure out what is or isn't working, whenever we send people to um, like the small business, you know, development center or SWIFT, which is one of the initiative foundations here in Hutchinson, they want your numbers, they want your database. And so that tells me if you wanna continue that you need to have a better understanding of the information that you have, or what you need to get from people. Um, you know, It's gonna be different from a retail store than it is for a restaurant or the retail store down the street. But I tell you, you, know, you go to... People always say like, what do you want in Hutchinson? And people go, oh, I want this kind of store. And we go, they're never gonna come here. And they go, why? And I go, number one, our community is not big enough. So they know what size community they need to be in to be successful. Number two, how do they know that they're capturing every time you go to one specific store, and I go to it if we're in St. Cloud or in the cities when we come to see you, um, they always ask your zip code. Hello, what are they doing that for? They're graphing it out and finding out where, where their customers are coming from. They don't need to come to Hutchinson if you can drive within an hour and beat to them. And if they're getting enough of the demographic and enough of the sales, that's how they know. That's analytics. Go figure. So understand what you need and then find a way to capture that information. Um, and then find somebody who can help you figure out how to use that to your, to your best advantage. I.e. a really nice up and coming business. Simplified analytics. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs)
0: That's kind of what I was going to say. Couldn't agree more. That's kind of what we base this potential with with this business on uh, Mm, is is being able to help with that.
1: But it makes sense, right? It's even the simplicity of your logo to make people, help people understand. I think that in itself tells a story of how this needs to be simple. We're not going to make this complicated. We're not going to make your brain hurt. We're going to take what you have, maybe add some information to it, And figure out how you can be bigger, better, stronger. I think we should just end it
2: there. You know, mic drop. (laughs) Definitely, yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. As long as it's a mic drop and not a baby drop. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) The multitasking level here is pretty pretty incredible. I think
2: it's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, well, Good thank you. Yes. Thank you so much, Mary, for all of your insight and, you know, just being able to speak to what you've seen and, you know, your experiences and, and all of that. It's, it's been awesome to learn
1: from you. So absolutely. Thank you, Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you for joining mom.
1: You're welcome.
2: Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Jason and I just wanted to come on here and do a quick overview or summary of some of the things that we learned in our conversation with Mary. One of the first things that I wanted to call out that I thought was really valuable um, from our conversation with Mary, was around really all you need to do to have analytics deliver value is have a business question. What are your goals? how, you know, what are the questions that you have as, as it relates to how you get there. And, you know, once you have your goals and the questions related to that, then you're ready for analytics. So I thought that was really interesting. I don't, Jason, did you have any takeaways on that front?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the the biggest thing, whether you're small business, big business, whether you're the owner, whether you're just kind mm-hmm. of a, a lowly employee, um, really making sure that you're getting value out of analytics, not just doing it to do it. I think it's a huge yeah, buzzword and one of those things that people can sometimes be like, well, everyone else is doing it, so I should do it. Again, you got to be intentional. Like My mom said what Kelsey just said, like you have to tie it back to, to things that matter to your business and not just run some numbers.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually on that point too, we kind of talked about, you know, analysis, paralysis, right. And the risk of that when, if you don't know what, what your goals are or what, what questions you have or what needs you have, then just diving into the data without any of that is, uh, not going to be a valuable use of time. So <laughs> definitely want to reiterate, being able to to start there, um, which I think most small business owners will definitely already know, you know, what, what their goals are, what they're trying to accomplish, and maybe where, you know, where, what questions they have, um, that can improve, you know, upon their, their business and operations. So Yeah, definitely. And so then,
0: uh, like one of the other takeaways that I had was, um, and, and we find this, the more people we talk to for our, our business side of this, as well as Mm -hmm. people are capturing data and they don't even necessarily realize it. You have a Mm -hmm. point point of sale system, CRMs like, um, Google analytics or your different websites. So, um, again, you, sometimes you think, oh, I don't have enough data or the data to, to be able to do anything with data and analytics, um, but oftentimes you're, you're potentially even capturing it without even kind of realizing it that, hey, I could use analytics for this.
2: Yeah, I uh, agree. And building off of that, you know, one of the things she said is it's not just Google Analytics. There are so many other things that you, um, you know, may be capturing that can help you in other ways outside of just marketing, for example. Um, you know, things like risk management, operations, and, you know, I think one thing that we talked a lot about just given the environment and the times that we're in right now is really being it enables you to be adaptable to the changing environments that we live in and you know experience day to day. So I really appreciated that she called that out. Um, and then on top of that, that it really doesn't have to be anything complicated. You know, those are there are some things that are that can be pretty straightforward that can help you out with with that. So long as, um, to your point, you know, you you have some data that that you're capturing, which most people have and they don't even realize. So.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And anything else for you, Kelsey, from kind of, uh, I know the chamber perspective, I've actually worked for a chamber and my mom is my mom. So anything from the chamber (laughs) perspective that that you maybe learned?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, I've not had any really experience with local, you know, chambers of commerce or anything like that. Obviously I'm familiar with them and kind of their overall purpose, but always kind of thought of them as, something that was connected to government and was, you know, funded by the government, local government to kind of help the local um, economy and things like that. But really, well, of course, a lot of those things um, are results of that, that they aren't in the government and that, you know, there's a lot of diversity when it comes to Different chambers of commerce and um, what they look like, how they operate, all of those things. So for me, it was just interesting to learn a little bit more about chambers of commerce and you know the different services that they provide um, small and medium businesses. So yeah, that was a that was a good takeaway for me outside of kind of the analytics space, but it was it was interesting to learn about that.
0: Definitely, yeah.
2: Hey everyone, thanks for listening. Jason and I just wanted to come on here and do a quick overview or summary of some of the things that we learned in our conversation with Mary.